Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The NFL offseason has seen plenty of drama, and now the New England Patriots are jumping into the fray. Why are they looking to trade Mac Jones? Also, are the Cleveland Cavaliers really, really good? And is CJ Stroud the right pick or the safe pick at number one overall? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. As we wait on resolutions to the Lamar Jackson saga, to the Aaron Rodgers saga, we may have a new saga to add to the quarterback mess of this 2023 offseason, and that is in New England reports from Pro Football Talk that the Patriots had engaged teams in Mac Jones potential trades, which (laughs) leaves us with questions about the future in New England. Could Aaron Rodgers potentially be in play? Could they steal him from the Jets? Oh my God, can you imagine? Could Lamar Jackson be in play? All of this stuff is fascinating. Mike DeBate is with us now from Locked on Patriots. And and Michael, this is wild stuff in New England. Um, For 20 years, we never had to worry about who the quarterback is. And now here we are. What do you make of this? Yeah, it really is never a dull moment in Foxborough for one reason or another. And For the last three years, it's been about the quarterback position, and you're absolutely right. For 20 years here in New England, nobody had to worry about that, but now here we are, and it's truly, truly a bizarre set of events. But look, bottom line, Bill Belichick is always going to do what he feels is best for the football team. That's been the only constant since Bill signed on, since he became the HC of the NEP instead of the HC of the NYJ. And uh, you bring up an interesting point. If there's anybody that would love to stick it to the Jets, I know it's Belichick, but getting back and keeping on point here. Uh, this is what he's going to do. And I don't think anything is sacred. I think Bill Belichick looks at everything being on the table and I don't think any of that's changed. That's nothing new. So this is particularly fascinating to me because there have been some questions about the future of Bill Belichick that maybe Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick do not see eye to eye on the future of the New England Patriots on the future of the head coach in New England. A lot of that is Patriots fans um, maybe wish casting or or doom scrolling or or whatever it is. But how does the Bill Belichick timeline affect how how you think they view the quarterback position? Because if they feel like we've got to make a move now, that certainly impacts all of this decision making process. Oh, absolutely, without any question. And look, Bill is soon to be 71 years of age. You know he's chasing Don Shula's record. Despite of what Belichick will tell you, that's been circled on his calendar and circled in his record books for a good long time. And I know Bill Belichick... He's a historian of the game. It matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he's also a student of the game and something that I know would be very, very important and very impactful for him. So if Bill is looking at this, his opportunity to be able to make one last run he doesn't think Max up to the challenge within the next year or so. Yeah, I mean, anything and everything will be on the table. But the other flip side of that, Peter, is you bring in Bill O'Brien, you bring in someone like Juju Smith-Schuster, you bring in Mike Gusecki. These are weapons that Mac Jones did not have last year, guys that can both get yards after the catch, in Juju's case, and in Gusecki's case, be a threat in the red zone. That's where Mac is at his best. So right now, it looks like they're trying to tailor make this team to him, but... You mentioned Rodgers. You mentioned Lamar Jackson. Those are both upgrades, in my opinion. Your guess is as good as mine as to where Bill Belichick's head is at right now. 
But one of the ways Bill Belichick might operate is just to tweak the Jets and, you know, just maybe call a reporter that he's friendly with and say, hey, you know, look, we've called about Aaron Rodgers just to make the Jets pay a little bit more, right? Like that would be very much in keeping with the Bill Belichick that we know and love. <laughs> well, what did the Godfather say? Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. That's exactly what Bill Belichick loves to do. And I actually wrote about that earlier. Mac Jones made the cardinal sin, Peter. He told people outside the family what he was thinking. That does not work in Don Belichick's family. Uh, there, there's, there's some mending of the fences take sides to be against done. the family, Mike. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't ever, ever take sides against the family, against anyone again. And that to me, I think is going to be the key to mending these fences. If they can work that out, then yeah, Max probably hanging around, but if it's beyond repair, then, you know, look out, Bill Belichick is definitely out to win. I can guarantee you that. Stay up to date all year on the New England Patriots by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Patriots on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, can the Cleveland Cavaliers make a playoff run? Before we answer that, another NFL owner is being accused of misconduct. We're in the final stretch of the NBA season, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000. $1,000, a grand back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will win the NBA championship. Right now, FanDuel has the Bucks favored to win the title plus 240. I happen to have a, a Bucks ticket. The Celtics are right behind them plus 360. Then the Suns 5-1, to one, the Nuggets eight to one and the Sixers nine to one on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up, make every moment more with FanDuel. Do you ever search for something on the internet that you don't want anyone else to know about? Do you ever think, I hope no one knows. I don't know how to spell Antetokounmpo. I know most of you are probably thinking, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. It doesn't matter who your internet service provider is. ISPs in the US can legally sell your information to ad companies. So. They can't just see it. They can sell it to ad companies. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. In fact, I have to go out of my way to turn it off if I need to. It just runs seamlessly in the background and is so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected and protected for essentially as long as you wanna be. ExpressVPN is available on all of your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it. I'm using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com locked. 
and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash locked, expressvpn.com slash locked to learn more. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Arizona Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell is accused of gross misconduct, including cheating, discrimination, and harassment in an arbitration claim filed Tuesday by former Cardinals executive Terry McDonough NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. McDonough maintained that both he and former Cardinals head coach Steve Wilkes were left with no choice but to follow Bidwell's plan to use burner phones to communicate with former Arizona General Manager Steve Kime while Kime was serving a five-week suspension after pleading guilty to extreme DUI in Arizona. In a detailed response sent to ESPN, the Cardinals strongly denied the allegations, calling them outlandish. Fighting for the only remaining playoff spot in the East, the Miami Heat beat the Detroit Pistons. Jimmy Butler scored 18 points in the fourth quarter, helping Miami pull away from the Detroit Pistons for a 118-105 Heat win. I'm David Ramil, the host of Lockdown Heat. Miami had built a 17-point lead early in the game. Not much of a surprise versus a Pistons team missing a numerous players to injury and having lost 20 of their last 21 games, but Miami... True to form all season, allowed the Pistons to work their way back and were actually down two midway through the fourth quarter. That's when Butler entered the game and Jimmy, who had been somewhat passive all game, perhaps purposefully slow, looking to make plays for others and taking just a handful of shots for the first three quarters. Then he took over, finishing with 25 points to go along with eight assists, eight rebounds to help steal the victory. That Jimmy could do this, especially against the Pistons, is no surprise. But if he was hoping that he could pull off the win without him, if he was trying to send a message, it fell on deaf ears, and Butler had to be ridiculously good just to carry the team to another win that was much more difficult than it should have been. Miami improves to 42 and 37 of the season, but is looking to make up any ground in standings for the recorders. It seems that they'll likely remain in the seventh seed and in the play-in tournament with just three games left in the regular season. For a full recap of tonight's game, make sure to subscribe to Locked On Heat. Meanwhile, the Brooklyn Nets are, as Ron Burgundy would say, clinging to life and a one-game advantage after losing to the Minnesota Timberwolves on Tuesday. Doug Norrie locked on Nets coming at you following a misfire by Brooklyn against Minnesota in a game where the Nets had a chance to bring their magic number for the playoffs to one. Even though the Miami Heat had won the game, the Nets were able to hang tight, but ultimately down the stretch were not able to get the job done. Had two shots to send the game to overtime from Spencer Dinwiddie. Looked like he might have been fouled on one. The, third, the second one just couldn't go down. Nets still hold their fate in their own hands with three games remaining on the schedule. Have to win two of the next three to close this thing out and retain the sixth seed. Have a pretty soft landing when that, where that is concerned. We'll be talking about the game, what lies ahead for the Nets, what to expect for this last little stretch of games of the regular season over at Locked On Nets. Here is another story you need to know. Donovan Mitchell is doing things that even LeBron James didn't do. Four straight 40-point games for Donovan Mitchell as the Cleveland Cavaliers try to solidify their standings in the Eastern Conference playoffs in a very crowded Eastern Conference playoffs. Chris Manning from Locked On Cavaliers joins me now. And Chris, this is a Cavs team that has been, uh, you know, charitably a bit of an afterthought given the top three teams in the Eastern Conference, the Bucs, the Celtics, and the 76ers. But I think if we're being honest, the, the play of Donovan Mitchell the spider of late, I think has to leave NBA fans going, 
I don't know. This team has to be taken seriously here. Yeah, Mitchell's having, I think, full stop the best season of his career. You know, he's had he has the most forty point games of any player in a in a Cavs single season. That's more than LeBron ever had in a single season. Unbelievable. First, first player since Harden in eighteen nineteen to have forty and four straight games. He is playing with an edge. He is playing with like a focus, and he has all year that tells you this is a guy with something to prove. You can tell that last year and how Utah ended, I don't think sat well with him and he's going to get, you know, recognized as all NBA. I think he wants more. I don't know if they'll get there, but he's going to be the guy that if the Cavs get there, it's going to be in large part because of him. And this was a game, this, this win 117, 113 over the Atlanta magic. Donovan Mitchell has 43, but it's not like he was just chucking 15 of 23, Five of nine from the three-point line. He was eight of nine from the free-throw line. This is efficient scoring in this game, and no one else on the Cavs had had 20. Like, that's the remarkable part of this. And, and so it seems like he has really come into this season, and really from, like, what, the first week you and I talked on this show mm -hmm. about Donovan Mitchell fitting into this team. Now, as we move to the playoffs, how do you think this version of Donovan Mitchell – impacts the way that you view this team as a postseason team, understanding that he's also done this in the postseason in Utah. I think the expectation for them has to be to get out of the first run. I mean, I think when you have a guy like him having the season that they do and you have home court, you have to get out of the first run. I think I don't right. think they'll be satisfied in there. You know, they're going to get a really juicy matchup. They're going to get the Knicks in all likelihood, which is storylines coming at you from every angle. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. And then, you know, beyond that, I think it's hard. They're probably going to get Milwaukee in round two. They will be massive underdogs. I don't know if they're ready for the Bucks just yet. Like, there's some size stuff in that series. And But I, if I can get six games, seven games of Drew Holiday defending Donovan Mitchell in high-stakes basketball, sign me up. That That is going to be awesome. And this team is really good. The, the numbers say they're really good. The film says they're really good. This feels like a year they're going to learn a lot more than anything else. And But Mitchell is a guy that, like, if you told me he stole two, three games in a, in a really close series because he's just that good, it also would not surprise me at all. And and by the way, the, the Cavaliers have a better point differential than the Milwaukee Bucks as it stands right now. They have the second best point differential, not just in the Eastern Conference, in the NBA behind the Boston Celtics. So you mentioned this, this idea of them um, getting out of the first round. So what is a successful season for this team this year, given the, the the scope and the geometry of the Eastern Conference? I think if you go back to media day, one of the things that they went out of their way to say, particularly Kobe Altman, the president of basketball operations, he said this isn't a title or bust season. So I, I think let's let's start there. I don't think they need to win a title for this to be successful. I don't think they need to make the conference finals for this to be successful. What I think they need is to get out of the first round. I think that is the minimum. I, I don't think you should be sad. Like, the Knicks are good. You should not lose to the Knicks if you're the Cavs. You get to the second round, and you want to get as you want to make that last as long as possible. This is a group in Darius Garland and Evan Mobley in particular that have not played into the playoffs before. Jared Allen dabbled in it with the Nets. Mitchell has obviously had a, made the playoffs every single year, but Garland and Mobley made the playing game last year, and that is it. Those guys need to go through this. The NBA works when you level up over time. You don't just get to the finish line right away. Yep. It takes you a couple years. MJ did it. LeBron did it. Giannis History did it. shows us this over and over and over. They need to go through that. And like, honestly, they may not win it, but if you can get to the second round against the Bucks and you take that to six, seven games and you come away having learned something and got those reps, that would be a really big deal for a team that I think sees itself as going only up going forward.
Stay up to date all year on the Cleveland Cavaliers by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Cavaliers on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, is CJ Stroud the safe pick or the right pick? Carolina Panthers traded up to number one to get their franchise quarterback. So is CJ Stroud the right pick or the safe pick for them? Locked on Panthers host Julian Council weighs in. So the thought, though, is that the safe pick is CJ Stroud. Is he? Is he the safe pick? And I'll say this. I don't really subscribe to this idea of someone being the safe pick. You look at Anthony Richardson his raw athletic talent and what he did at the combine. And then you watch his tape and you see flashes. You also see a lot of things that are concerning, but who knows how good Anthony Richardson's really going to be when he gets to the NFL. I've been told time and time again, how this player wasn't going to work. And he worked out how this player was going to be awesome. And he did not work out. We had one of them here in Carolina last year in Sam Darnold. Now you look at Sam Darnold's situations they weren't great, but you also look at the way he plays and the things between the ears as far as his mental makeup and playing a game of quarterback, just being able to handle it in game. He failed in that. So it's situations important and we can't ignore that. I don't think it's fair to say anyone would be the right pick or anyone would be the safe pick for the Carolina Panthers at this point in time. We can look back at history and see plenty of times when the safe pick was not the right pick. Having a high floor is good. But when you have the number one overall pick, you better be able to hit that ceiling. Go back to 2018. Baker Mayfield was the safe pick. Josh Allen was in that draft. Lamar Jackson was in that draft. In retrospect, much, much better picks. We just aren't good at evaluating quarterbacks by and large. And so when we take them, it makes sense to say, why don't I just draft the player that has the most superlative physical tools? In this case, that is obvious. That is Anthony Richardson. And that comes down to then, what do you think his floor is? Because then you're talking about the band of outcomes. How good can he be weighted against, well, if he doesn't hit, how bad will he be? But I think that thinking is flawed. Yeah, C.J. Stroud has a higher floor than Anthony Richardson. That's not a hot take. But who cares? If either of them, if you pick either of them and they hit their floors, you are getting fired anyway. So then it is, what is the most likely outcome? That is where you need to find that Goldilocks zone. And then... What is the high upside? Anthony Richardson is the most physically gifted quarterback we have ever seen at the NFL Combine in terms of athletic profile. His floor is probably higher than we're giving him credit for. You look at Justin Fields last year, not a refined passer, but one of the most dynamic quarterbacks running the ball we've ever seen. So maybe the Richardson floor is higher than we realize because of the physical tools. So then it becomes, okay, what is the most likely outcome? And then what is the band of outcomes? And if Richardson can get to a place where Stroud can only dream of, and I don't know if that's the case, but that might be the case. And if you think that's the case, you have to take that guy. If you think Anthony Richardson can be one of the five best quarterbacks in football, he has to be the pick. 
But if you think that case is one in a million, if it is a lottery shot, if it's a moon shot, then you start looking at someone like C.J. Stroud, who's got that high floor and still has a pretty high ceiling. Then the question becomes, how high is that ceiling? If you think he can be one of the 10 best quarterbacks in football and you think there's a pretty good chance he hits that ceiling, then that makes sense over a guy who could be one of the five best quarterbacks, one of the three best quarterbacks in football, but there's a 1% chance, a 0.5% chance he hits that ceiling. These are the questions these teams have to answer, and they are not easy questions to answer, to be sure. And finally, Tiger Woods is getting ready for his 25th Masters Tournament. After battling to make the cut last year, Tiger was candid in his pre-tournament press conference this year about whether his days at Augusta may be winding down. I, I didn't know. I mean, last year was kind of a... I um, didn't know if I was, was going to play again at that time. Uh, for some reason, everything kind of came together. And I kind of pushed it a little bit and I was able to make the cut, which was nice. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know how many more I have in me. So the, just to be able to appreciate the, the, the time that I have here and, and cherish the, the memories. We hope not. You look around the field and there are plenty of guys who are playing this tournament for what feels like the hundredth time because they won the Masters in 1975 or whatever it was. You hope Tiger is, is well enough to keep playing the Masters into his 50s, into his 60s. But the reality is, that might not be the case. But if you're Tiger Woods, maybe you're taking a cue from Bob Dylan and it's better to burn out and fade away. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, who will land that last playoff spot in the Eastern Conference? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today.